Hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> welcome. Hi, everybody. Welcome. You you are a brick builder, a streamer, content creator uh, uh, on various platforms. There's a lot going on there. Uh, so as I generally try to do when I get started with a guest is uh, I always like to ask what what about uh, Brickanista uh, Twi Brickanista's Twitch channel? Uh, can you describe to someone who's who's never been to your to your YouTuber or Twitch channel before? That's a great question because I started on Twitch actually originally, and then I converted over to YouTube. Whereas I notice a lot of the people you've interviewed before me were the opposite, where they started on YouTube and they came over to Twitch. And yeah. if you were just coming onto my stream for the first time, it really depends on what day of the week that you show up. It's a very eclectic thick group of people who follow me. And I also position myself more as a mock builder. And mm -hmm. many times, especially on Sundays on Twitch, you'll see me building a mock or a small set. And what I love about streaming, especially on Twitch, is that you get this really great interaction from the chat. Mm -hmm. And I am more mellow than most people, though. I don't do a lot of the hype trains. I don't do a lot of the emotes. But that's deliberate because I really think of myself more as an educator rather than an entertainer. So I, I will drop a few jokes every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> and I have been known to cosplay on some of my streams um, on the May the Fourth Be With You. I decided to dress up like a Jawa. <laughs> I saw <laughs> that. that. My choice is, yeah, that was on my YouTube channel. But I stream four times a week, three times on YouTube and once on Twitch. So if you're watching on Twitch, you can find me Sundays at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. And Brickanisa is my handle. You can find me on quite a few platforms that way. Excellent. So we got uh, we got Lego content mostly focused on an educational spin. Now, uh, when when you say, you know, your, your content's more educational, can you mm -hmm. can you explain a bit more about how? you know, how that works. Sure. I just recently did a co-hosted stream with Remy from Brick Literacy on YouTube. Mm. And I've we've started this series called What, When, Why Wednesdays. And our last episode was about brick conventions. What mm -hmm. should you do to plan for a brick convention? What do you do when you're there? How do you get the best use of being at a brick convention? So it's not a traditional type of stream where you might be building something or you might be, you know, creating a new mock. It was really about the experience of what to expect with brick conventions. So the Wednesday stream has been informational that way, where we'll mm -hmm. pick a topic, we'll invite some guests. Uh, we had, for example, the Star Wars one. I dressed up as a Jawa and Remy had a Mandalorian helmet on. <laughs> we kept it on the whole time while we were building a Star Wars set. And we had invited a few guests, and uh, or at least the guests that I, I had wanted originally. He got tied up, and he couldn't arrive right away. So I, I invited a couple other friends from the chat to come in and join us. So that's a Wednesday stream as far as educational. It sounds like informational uh, mm -hmm. uh content about in you know your last example was about getting ready for a con um and yeah i mean so uh, other other examples it, it sounds like you have a lot of you know kind of like here's what you need to know when it comes to doing this thing in in the brick building world 
That's a good assessment. And mm. Thursdays, I, I do focus on building and I call it Thrifty Thursday because I only pick sets that are $20 US or less. Yeah. And every week it's a different set. And we recently built an Iron Man mock, or I'm sorry, Iron Man mech set. Yeah. And that was $10. And what I'm trying to do with the channel is to show people you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a lot of enjoyment out of Lego. And then once you build the set, a small set, you can repurpose it. And we've done brick challenges such as Rebrick This, where we'll pick a small set and ask people to post their challenges on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the reason why it's called the Brick and Ether Broadcast Network, because we're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, and we're on Instagram. Uh, and it's just a way of trying to encapsulate that we're not just in one place. When it comes to uh, streaming on both platforms, uh, Twitch and YouTube, how um, how do you split that up? <laughs> I I had. I'll be honest with you. I started on Twitch and the whole concept of raids has a really good benefit of growing your community really fast. Yeah. That helped me to understand also to live vicariously through other people. And I don't have an Animal Crossing platform, but that's <laughs> how I first started watching Twitch is I was watching people with Animal Crossing because I would come across people who are having a conversation and talking about Dodo Airlines or something. I have no idea. So I started watching several Animal Crossing streamers and then they started following me. Mm. And then as I started getting into the brick building community, it, it really helped knowing that there were some key people who were willing to help. Mm -hmm. And one of them is Dr. Kat Builds, who you've interviewed before. Yeah. She really encouraged me with how to frame my content as far as within the Twitch world. And then also understanding a little bit more about the creator dashboard and <laughs> some other things that I know are pretty straightforward to many Twitch streamers who did that regularly. Right. But it was it was just so new to me. And, and there were other people too. Crystal Star is another one. And Kim Chris. Yeah. Everybody was just very supportive at the very beginning. The day that I decided to pull the trigger, what I was doing is I was hosting Zoom sessions and with Zoom, you have the ability to stream to other platforms and you can stream to Twitch from Zoom. So my very first stream, I had a Zoom session every Monday and 20 minutes before I was going to start the Zoom session, I warned everybody. I said, I'm going to stream this to Twitch. <laughs> so if you oh, have wow. any problems, just let me know. You won't be on camera. It's going to be my cell phone on the side watching me build while I'm talking to my Twitch uh, or my Zoom uh, channel. So actually, I should take that back. It wasn't streaming from the Zoom. I had my camera separate. Mm -hmm. And then the next step after that is I actually streamed the, the Zoom call directly into Twitch. Yeah. But I, I, it was kind of like, if I don't do it now, when is the best time? Right. So I just said, okay, I'm going to do it on Monday. And I just, 20 minutes before the broadcast, <laughs> I just yeah. warned everybody. Yeah. And, and the first broadcast was terrible. It was just... <laughs> 40 minutes of just my hands building whatever I was building that day. Yeah. And then I think 40 minutes in, I said, oh, do people want to see my face? <laughs> and right. then I decided to, you know, have, have a better presence. But yeah, I think we all started, you know, just anybody starting and streaming, you're not going to get it perfect the first time. 
and everybody goes through their own learning curve. Some of them are faster. I'm one of the slower ones, but I feel that I'm authentic. That's that's what I want to do is I want to be authentic and provide educational value with my yeah. stream. I I can completely back you up on that whole, you know, starting off, uh, you know, my first streams, you know, I was using a, uh, I think a pretty old gaming headset. So like the, the audio quality was not good. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I had one of those $20, $15 webcams. And so, uh, and I was, I was playing, um, I mean, my first stream was, was video gaming. And, uh, so I was, I was playing a game on a somewhat old computer. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the audio wasn't great. My camera wasn't very good. The, <laughs> the frames were probably dropping because it's yeah. just, it was an old machine. And so, you know, uh, it, it definitely, it definitely is not, uh, uncommon when you get started to have a not so great setup, which, you know, mm -hmm. honestly, you know, when you, when you look at it now, the barrier to entry is so much lower when it comes oh, yeah. to streaming. Uh, I mean, if you have a reasonable, uh, you know, phone, uh, you could do it straight yeah. from your phone. Uh, even most me like mid to low grade computers can, can stream just fine nowadays. So, uh, it, it's, it's really, really impressive. And it's, it's, it's a cool story to hear that, you know, you were on, you, you made this, this decision, this, this last moment decision to like take your zoom call and broadcast at the same time, which actually, you know, thinking about a lot of the, the, the content that you put out, you know, mm -hmm. I see, I see you do a lot of collaboration with others. You do a lot of, uh, calls, uh, with others, uh, you know, with special guests or just other people who are building alongside you. Um, what, uh, you know, what kind of drives you to continue to uh, bring guests on and what, I guess, out, out of curiosity, uh, mm -hmm. what is, what, what's the goal when trying to, to bring all these different people onto your, your channel? Uh, there's a couple of different reasons. One of them is that especially on Twitch, I see a lot of people who stream for four, five, six hours at a time. Right. I am usually somewhere, my sweet spot is between an hour and a half to two hours, which is also another reason why I tend to hang out on YouTube more than I do on Twitch. Uh -huh. But I, when I'm streaming, it's nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. And I find that when I bring guests on, I learn so much from them and I can share their experience with other people. Uh -huh. And there's a lot of people who are so talented, but they're not going to start their own stream. But they're happy to join mine or yours or anybody else's. And I've had quite a few guests who have said, this is the first live stream I've been on. And you made it really easy. And, and that to me is also, I think, bringing on guests is almost like, hey, let's come on for the ride. And Let's see what you have to share with people. And I'm not, I, I fully admit, I don't know everything. And <laughs> if, in <laughs> fact, it was funny on the Star Wars episode, both Remy and I, our Star Wars knowledge is pretty limited. And then when our Star Wars guests couldn't make it, I was like, who else can like help bail us out <laughs> and talk more about Star Wars? Right. And this was on YouTube. So if it was on Twitch, you know, I'd reach out to Pan Fred or Amish Ace or somebody else like sure. that. But 
on YouTube, I had uh, Debo Bricks and uh, Spot the Magic Ninja who came mm. and joined us for that. Mm. But it's great. And, and I think Spot also mentioned that that I think was his first appearance. It might have been Spot. I, I know there have been several that have told me yeah. it's, it's great to be on, on your show just because it's a good first experience. Yeah. Have you ever thought about bringing some Twitch streamers along with you to your YouTube uh Yes, you know, absolutely. On your regular on your regular show. It's interesting when you say my regular show because since I stream four times a week yeah. and each show is a little different. Uh -huh. Um I, I also try to be mindful about other people. Like you're already doing that as far as crossing the streams. Yeah. So I don't want it to look like, oh, well, you know, I'm gonna do what more and more is doing. <laughs> I'm going to invite <laughs> people and talk about their platform. Sure. I think it also has to do with does their content align with my content? Mm. And then that would make sense for me to bring somebody on. So, so for example, um, I'm part of a brick relay once right. a month. Right. So I've had Dr. Cat on my show and she's a traditional Twitch streamer. Yeah. And set to build cranky bricks and brick and Nick are all primarily Twitch people. Mm. But I would have them on my show because we all do mock content and we yeah. also participate in the brick relay. So it would make sense for me to bring them on to YouTube. Yeah. If there is a reason, because a lot of the people I found, and this is why I'm not an entertainer. I, I, I really think of myself as an educator, but somebody who's more of an entertainer, my audience is very different. So I'm not sure if that would mesh well with my audience. So I, I try to be mindful of the audience too mm. about what's going to make sense but yeah i'm certainly open to bring bringing on twitch people if they're interested so hit me yeah. up people yeah no that's that's <laughs> send awesome me note, send me a whisper <laughs> slide into those dms uh yeah what you, you know you, you made an interesting point about the work you know the work that that crossing the streams is doing and and kind of the format that uh I use here and uh, that you wouldn't you wouldn't want to I guess gosh I guess step on my toes for this, so to right, speak right, right exactly I you know I'm going I'm going to I'm going to probably say something somewhat controversial in that uh because you're not the first person to have said that and you're not the first person who's actually approached me about this format of stream uh mm -hmm. and uh actually you know some folks have come to me and said oh you know if I wanted to do something similar would that be okay with you or you know you know is this is this uh, overstepping some boundaries or, you know, is this, is this a problem? And uh, while I a hundred percent appreciate that, I, I would love to, to, you know, make, make the argument that um, everyone, you know, no one should feel like they're conflicting with, with this type of show. Uh, I, I, I know that, I mean, even just the, the format of bringing other, other content creators on for a regular weekly podcast, that is, something there mm -hmm. are there are hundreds of those if not thousands of them already floating around so so right. this is my disclaimer of anyone if they if you feel like this is a thing you want to do please do it uh because there's also you know there's 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 a need there you know there's a need for this kind of thing there's a need for the both the collaboration and getting getting other um creators out there but I, I appreciate the the, res, the respect of the content. Um, well, I, I try to be mindful of that. And I'll give you an example. 
example, if I started doing a nudo dance on my channel, <laughs> right. that would be kind of disrespectful to Pan Fred if I didn't get his permission ahead of time. I right? agree with that. I do agree with that. And that's not that. really me, too. I yeah, mean, yeah. for me to do a noodle dance, I I mean, he he rocks that. Sure. So, <laughs> and now that I think about it, I have used your format on my stream anniversary last year on yeah. September 14th. Yeah. Where I I booked eight people or actually a little more than that, but eight hours of content. That's the longest I've ever done on a stream. And I, I had Dr. Cat, I had uh, the Brick Cove was on. I had uh, people from um, the Jurassic Park collab who were on. I mean, I had a variety of people. So every hour I was talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I have kind of done your format before yeah, yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I remember I remember that now because uh, it it'd been a while, mm -hmm. but I do remember that same thing. You know, I, yeah. I it's I would say there's there's some some distinction between like taking a nudo dance, which our friend Pan right. Fred Nudo does. You did a nudo dance, right? Don't I would you think people yeah. would say, yeah. dude, I would never <laughs> encourage taking. Right? I would <laughs> never encourage taking straight yeah. taking uh, a nudo dance, but. If someone's like, hey, I have a fun dance that I would like to do for whatever reason as maybe a redemption or, uh, you know, for for whatever reason, mm -hmm. I encourage people to do a dance, you know, like even though Panfrenudo does dance, there are definitely uh, tons of other creators who yeah. who I did who do, do a it, dance so. because we had technical difficulties with one of my speakers who came in and the other speaker who's in the UK said, hey, it's dance time. And then yeah. he turned on yeah, yeah. his disco lights and such. So yeah. we did do, I don't dance on my stream often, but we <laughs> did do one on the September 14th anniversary show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I, an example. Yeah. You know, there's people who are known for certain things and you want to be respectful for their content. Yeah. And I'll give you another example that's that's mine is I have something called mock improv. Sure. And I've been doing that for almost a year. It'll be a year, I think, uh, next month. And there have been a couple people who've done similar things. And I've had to ask them not to use that term, mock improv, because hmm. sure. I've spent a lot of time kind of honing that format. And they've been very respectful. You know, they may have said something and I just said, just remember that I kind of came up with that term and that's something that I try to do once a month. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what mock improv is, that's where we focus on a CMF series of minifigs. So the last one we did was with the Muppets and then the audience tells us the location and then the activities. And then we spin the wheel and we see what we get. Yeah. And this last one, we had the Muppets whatever character they had, had to build the character in a dojo sorting socks. That's <laughs> what the challenge was. And I've, I had to do a prototype of that on my own channel where I was just doing this to see how much time it took. You know, what's the format? Can I use the spinning wheel? You know, there was a lot of work that went into that. And, and I, I do think intellectual property is something that we should respect and so that's why uh, Mock Improv, and just like um, other content creators, there's a group that uses Mockumentary. So mm -hmm. I kind of feel like that's their term. I would never use Mockumentary with one of my sessions. You know, there's there's a difference between 
straight lifting a segment from someone or a series exactly. or something like that. But also there's there there's there's that allowance of you know if there if there is is some someone wants to do something within the same realm of it. I think I think it's only it it only improves the content across the board in my, in my opinion, right? So like mm-hmm. if someone someone else out there is like, hey, I wanna I wanna interview other Lego creators, and then, oh you know, yeah, well, interviewing but, a creator is one thing, but what? How would you totally. feel if somebody started interviewing people and called it crossing the streams, but they did it on YouTube instead of on Twitch? I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's, like I that said, that's that's, that's exactly what. I, I totally agree with you, but I, yeah. I would say in in that re, in that respect, um, yeah, it's that in that case, it's weird. Like I said, if, if someone was trying to like straight up say, "Hey, come to my channel and I'm gonna do a nudo dance," I don't agree with that. No one really owns the concept of of a lot of the things we see on Twitch or YouTube. Right. It's really yeah. it's when you start to call it the same thing that's when it starts to get a little, uh, well, a lot of you know disrespectful or or just straight up ripping off ripping yeah you don't want to rip people off and and give attribution where it's deserved yeah if i said hey i'm going to start interviewing people and i want to thank more and more for giving me this idea and i've talked with him and he said it's it's okay i i had that recently with joriel builds is that joriel builds and i did a collaboration on hashtag the daily brick limit Mm. and then he has had not had time to work on daily brick limit. So I asked him, do you mind if I start weekend brick limit with your blessing? Right. So I I try to be really mindful. And if somebody points out to me, Hey, that's too close to my content. You know, do you mind retooling it or trying something a little different? Yeah. But it's interesting that some people by mimicking, they, it's almost a form of flattery, but it also is a little underhanded in my in my mind. It's kind of like you can come up with your own content. You can build your own audience. You don't have to take somebody else's idea and try to make it your own. I, I think that there's like like you said, it's a gray area. Yeah, that, I a hundred percent feel like it's a gray area. I think for me, it, it, you know, um, as long as it it feels sincere and genuine. Um, I, I'll generally be, you know, okay with it. Right. Because like if someone out there was like, oh, hey, you know, I'm I'm going to I'm going to do a crossing the streams thing. Right. Because I think, you know, this is a really great format. But that person, you know, is their heart's not into like getting to know the the other uh, guests or really they're not really mm-hmm. interested in the story they just wanted to do right. the next thing that just they felt was maybe going to catch on uh or they wanted the hashtag just to put it on their stream so they you know grab your audience too right and there's th- some of that that's out there as well right that's when i'm like ah you know and and honestly my feeling is uh maybe i i'm a bit too trusting in this manner but i trust that those who are uh, out there who you know like those who see this content day in and day out especially in the brick brick building community since it's so small in my opinion that if 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 there was to be another you know person doing a, a nudo dance or doing a, a crossing the streams and it felt like they weren't really like is into it mm-hmm. as a viewer i sense that and yeah. i i'm like eh you know, not 
not going to watch it anymore. I, I guess right. I trust the fact, I trust the community, I trust the viewership to kind of know, like, if they see something that is maybe insincere or not so genuine. Right. Or just a, just a ripoff of somebody sure. else, right? I mean, sure. we kind of know in the community what people focus on and what their, I guess, their sweet spot is with regard to their content. And if somebody just starts using that and then trying to also, I've seen this too, where they use somebody's content and they're trying to take the other viewers from another channel. I mean, that's not cool. That's just not cool no. when people do that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm far, far more uh, accepting of it. <laughs> <laughs> not, well, not saying it's, that it's I don't reality, think it, right? Yeah, because I don't. I don't think streaming it's... for a year and eight months, and I I know some of the people who were following me are following other people, yeah. but I'm also only streaming once a week, right? Sure. So I don't really take that personally. But everybody who comes in as a new streamer provides different content, and they're yeah. going to attract different people. Yeah. I think what I'm concerned about is whether or not we're saturating the market. I mean, how, you you mentioned earlier that this is a small, you know, set of streamers, a yeah. small community, but yeah. maybe our viewership is also small too. So, yeah. you know, if if you have so many people streaming because it's the barrier to entry is so low, mm. how do you build your audience? And one thing I love is I do have a small audience, but I have a faithful group, and they all say hi to each other when they yeah. come into the chat and. They're supporting each other. They laugh at each other's jokes. And I, I love to see that. I yeah. just love to see that they'll they'll come to the channel. Like I'm just a catalyst, right? They'll come to my YouTube channel. They'll come to my, my Twitch channel. But they continue the conversation from previous streams. Yeah. And that's, that's the great part about streaming in my mind is just how the community interacts with each other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know there there's there's this this uh the definitely the perception of you know because i think a lot of content creators struggle with this uh where they you know they've been streaming a while or they're starting to you know kind of figure out what they're doing with their channel and their content and they start to kind of feel like uh maybe they're losing losing viewers or they're you know plateauing they're plateauing mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's tough. I think that's tough because I, I've been there many times um, in terms of just feeling like, you know, the, the, the viewership has declined or, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not as uh, entertaining or whatever, whatever it is or informative. Right. Cause honestly uh, I think, I think, and, and, you know, to touch on the, the, the education, I want to come back to the education part, but um, to finish this thought uh, you know, I, I, I have been in that place where I have actually used to think, you know, oh, I'm losing viewers to this other stream or like these other uh, the, these other channels. And I think there's some slight truth to that. I think definitely like that can't be avoided in terms of like, you know, if you're if you're online, like with, say, you know, if let's let's pretend you're like a uh, a, a, a shooter who's into um, Fortnite. Right. You're a streamer who's mm -hmm. into Fortnite. You stream Fortnite all the time. And right. uh, uh, you realize that you're going online the same time as Ninja. Right. Who is like top Fortnite streamer. Yeah. You're going to have some some trouble get capturing uh, viewership there. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but right. I, I think what's interesting about the the thought or the the concept of, of oh, you know, I have to compete for my viewers all the time. I think that is um, more of on a slider than than being a hundred percent binary of just being. Oh it's, yeah, absolutely. It's going to happen or it's not. I think it's. I think it's really, you know, uh, kind of looking at when you're live and maybe planning around that. But the notion that you know, I as a as a Lego streamer who streams uh, these days out of the week. Uh, you know, I I actually try not to give thought about whether or not uh, people are stealing stealing my viewers directly, but more more about thinking about how can I stand out in a way right. that that's still right. uh, very consumable by uh, others who are in you know that's who are watching mm -hmm. that space. But yeah, well, and I think that to your point about being a sliding scale. Right. Yeah, of yeah. viewers who are going to follow you for your content versus somebody who might be streaming at the same time. I, I also feel that there's more to the streaming than just the revenue stream for some people. Oh, it's of also course. just. Yeah. And what motivates me more is that I, I feel that I provide a different voice and a different point of view yeah. to the community as a woman and as a person of color. Yeah. And that if I stop streaming, because I don't have a big followership and I, I don't have a lot of subscribers. But if I stop streaming because of that, that's another voice that's lost in the community. And I, I feel like I, I stream because I have this, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not a duty per se, but it's like a, I want to be able to provide another voice. And, and I've had people who have come on my channel and said, I'm so, I'm so glad you're still streaming Yeah, because we really like to hear your opinion on things. And even though the measurement of success to some people might be the number of followers you have, the number of subscribers you have. Right. I, I think there's a bigger question of, are we providing enough diverse opinions and thoughts. Of course. And yeah. I'm also different because I tend to do mocks and a lot of streamers don't like to do mocks because you don't know where the channel's going to go. Yeah. But I think it makes me a better mock builder when I have the chat giving me suggestions. And, and if I make mistakes and I have to take something down and rebuild it, that's actually all good for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that you, you made this point because I think, uh, this this actually butts up right up against the whole. I'm worried that people are not going to watch my streams because you know, for whatever reason, there's these other mm -hmm. folks who are more like more people are watching them. But I think you have just given like actually both given your point and your counterpoint to the same side of that uh, to the different sides of the same argument, right? Where you know, uh, yeah, a lot of people worry about whether or not they are, you know being followed or watched or consumed mm -hmm. in a certain way because they're worried that there are other folks in that same space right. who don't, uh, who, who, you know, are, are not doing the same thing, but are somehow doing more viewership or whatever, whatever feels it's, like success. It's the ecosystem, really. The right. way Twitch is designed and YouTube is designed, the monetization is designed in a way that it rewards people, not necessarily for the content, but how many eyeballs you can get on you, which is part of the reason why Twitch has a hot tub stream now, right? Eh. <laughs> like, 
And I mean, I, I told like, people I will not be on a hot tub stream. So yeah, we we, <laughs> we all joke about, about that. We all joke about that, and you know, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like You're as someone a lot of money. I more mean, and more. yes, but my thought is, <laughs> I don't really care about the people watching those streams anyway. So. Uh, right. And, and Which like, is why it's good to have a smaller group of people following you rather than, you know, several thousand in a chat because you can't even respond to all those those chat posts after a while. Right. And and some of those streams, I mean, there's an audience for everything. So exactly. I, I don't want it to make it sound like yep. there shouldn't be a hot tub stream. There's clearly an audience for that. But that's right. not my audience and that's not me as right. an authentic and person. And that's why but I don't if care. If I about wanted it. to get more viewers, <laughs> should I go on a hot tub stream? But you know, that no. <laughs> and, and actually that's my point, is because a lot of people like I, I hear a lot of people who are like, oh man, I should just I mean, they'll jokingly say it, or some will 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 poke fun where they're like, Oh man, if if I was if I was uh, in a hot tub doing a hot tub stream, then yeah, I'd be able to get all the viewers that I want. And then, and then, honest, my honest thought there is, is, uh, you know, great. Like, if that's what you want, if you, if that's the content you want to make, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I, and and I, I, I don't yeah. want it to sound like people shouldn't be doing that. That's right. You know, th there's a reason why there's that channel because clearly. Uh, part of it is yeah. the networks were seeing that the sponsorships did they didn't want that content. I think it was in talk talk shows before before they broke out. Just, I think the, it um, was just chatting, probably chatting. Oh, just chatting, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I can see that that the sponsors are saying, you know, we really don't want to be associated with that content. So can you create a separate channel? Whereas we're trying to get this brick building channel, and it's taking. A lot of you know, yeah, yeah, a the lot lack, of work to do that. Yeah, the lack of a category for for uh, yeah. brick building is definitely but, something. But going that back needs to, to you know, if somebody wants to go a hot, do a hot tub stream, build your audience, start get, generating revenue, more power to you. Yeah, but for me as a content builder, it's not authentic to me, and I I would look silly in one of those kinds of streams. <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah, we're going to build, you know this. This penguin enclosure. I mean, who knows? It, it just, yeah. it, it, I, you would, you would see me being uncomfortable. You would see that yeah. people would, would catch up on, on that. You, you've mentioned that you notice that when somebody's streaming and they're not authentic to themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I, I think all I, I feel is that, you know, I don't even, gosh, I don't, I don't even, I don't even think about those other categories. <laughs> No, I don't either. And you know? I only stream once a week. And yeah. I don't have a lot of viewers, but the people who come in week after week after week, they keep me inspired too. Yeah, for sure. And no, I, I was mentioning uh, Thursdays, I do Thrifty Thursdays. And just on Thursday the 12th, hmm. we ended up brainstorming this idea about using bricks as like a goodwill gesture for people. Hmm. And we created something called the Brick Scouts. And we're going to have our first Zoom call together just based on this idea that came out of chat on the YouTube channel. And that is not yeah. something I could have predicted. 
um, one of the members in the chat came up with like a, a theme song for the, the Brick Scouts. Sure. And we started brainstorming about the patches that are now coming out with the dots line mm. that we could start putting patches on. And I, I was just blown away, honestly, that this idea came out of a Thursday stream and people are so excited about it that you know, I created a Facebook page. So if anybody's interested, <laughs> we don't know exactly what the Brick Scouts is because it's only been what that was going uh, to be my next days. question. <laughs> it just is, has just been accepted. Okay. But I, I just think that's the beauty of this whole realm of streaming mm. is that you gather these ideas from so many creative people and you never know where it's going to go. So we'll see in a year where the Brick Scouts are. But I'm Excellent. very excited about it. The energy behind it, the people are so excited. We're talking about what kinds of things can we do for the community and just to build like you normally would. And then for a lot of us, we have this huge backlog, either the backlog, you can start donating sets or you can build a set and then give it to somebody, a stranger and to say, would you like this rose? <laughs> you know, you yeah. can have this rose. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating how that all came about. And I hadn't planned that on that stream. It wasn't like I said, okay, I'm going to propose this idea. It it was actually funny. One of the members said, why don't we call it the Mile High Build Club? <laughs> because we were talking about building on a plane, like oh, taking a small set, opening it up like a tray, and then you can build it right there on the plane. And then when you're done, you can you know give give it to a flight attendant. Yeah. And and then somebody said, yeah, we should call it the the Mile High Build Club. It's like, ah, uh, that probably gives a different connotation. That, that is a very <laughs> uh, different connotation, uh, yes. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of if you watch the show. So just if anybody's interested, it's the YouTube show Thrifty Thursday, where I built the Iron Man mech. And about an hour in is when we start this conversation. Mm. And then we we came to the Brick Scouts and then we did a search and Brick Scouts wasn't being used. So I started grabbing the <laughs> different tag taglines or the handles for Brick Scouts. But it, it was a really interesting show. And that's part of why I still stream, too. It's just that kind of a miraculous um, what's the word I'm looking for that where people come together and they make something amazingly beautiful. It's a, it's a collaboration, like a spur of the moment collaboration, a meeting yeah. of the minds. It's, it's great. Yeah. This, this certainly came up on, uh, the, the episode with Lone Gopher where, um, mm -hmm. he, he has noted in a couple different ways in that, in that, uh, talk where, you know, the, when you're generating uh, content as, as a streamer, uh, you know, often people consider the person streaming, the creator kind of. It, as is the person like they are generating the the, the content but what lone gopher has noted is that you're really in a in a in a specific kind of way you're collaborating with everyone that's watching uh, a lot of that engagement yes. that happens in real time leads the stream in so many different directions and 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 i think that that's a really beautiful thing to note because uh most people by default will be like, oh yeah, you know, I watch, I watch this person because they, they, they really have some compelling content. It's really interesting to me, right. but what, what, you know, when you, when you look at a lot of what makes 
a lot of channels very interesting and, and, and really consumable is that those people tend to really draw from those who are in the chat, throwing out ideas or mm-hmm. giving feedback on what's going on during the stream. That's definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's great too, because a lot of these people I haven't met and yet we have uh, collaborated on things where we've sent models to different shows, either as photos or as builds. In fact, I have another one that's coming up with Bricks by the Bay called the Mega Micropolis Metropolis Multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a combination of people who I've already met who are involved in this, like P.T. McEwen and Zonker Harris, who are big into Micropolis. Yeah. And then people who I've never met who are going to be sending their models over so that we can display them together. And a lot of this came about because of the stream. So it's, I'm very grateful for the community that we have with the Brickanista Broadcast Network. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, you know, I've I've caught you know quite a few of your streams um, over over, I'd say the last year, and I'm I'm still curious because I don't really know the story. Uh, How did you get into Lego? Well, let's see. How far back do you want to go? We talk about <laughs> as a child. And, sure. and this is probably why I stream a lot of affordability types of streams, like my Thrifty Thursday stream, sure. is when I was growing up, I came from a, a very poor working class family. My father was a postal worker and my mother was a sales clerk at Macy's. And I went to public school pretty much throughout my educational career. And when I would do Lego projects as a child, I didn't have my own sets. I They would bring a bucket, a tub of Lego and toss it on the floor, usually on a blanket or something. And we would put together our models for the day. And mm-hmm. then you'd have to take it apart and put it back into the bin. Yeah. So I never really owned Lego until about 2012 or so. And that's when I was I was running for an office with a big nonprofit, and mm. I wanted to use Lego as my platform that people can connect with each other if, if they follow this process with this nonprofit. And then when you can, so I, I use the analogy that all of us are like Lego pieces. Mm-hmm. And then when you connect with people and then you connect with communities, you make some amazing work. And that was back in 2012. And then I really got into mock building, not until 2018, when I went to my first convention, and that was Bricks, um, Brick Palooza, <laughs> and then Bricks by the Bay, all in the San Francisco Bay Area. And then I was hooked. Then I started going to conventions. I built my first mock in 2019. I, I should step back that 2018 is when I became Brickanista, because they mm. said, you need a brick name. Oh. <laughs> really? I need a brick name to be here? Yeah. Wow. And and then uh, nobody had Brickanista, so I grabbed that on a lot of the socials. But uh, yeah, I've, I'm not fairly new, I think, relatively new to the Brick, I guess, the AFOL community, because it's mm. only been since about 2018, mm-hmm. about four years. Was there uh, any kind of specific catalyst that pushed you more into it, or was it just kind of little by little you were attending different cons and just decided like this is what I'm all about now (laughs) well I think my very first set that I got for my birthday Mm. was the creator 
set that was the Mini Cooper. Oh, yeah. And that was the first real big set that I got. I think I got a few small sets, but the one that really made me think, wow, this is really cool. I was driving a Mini Cooper at the time, too. Mini Cooper Clubman, to be exact. <laughs> and then that was in 20, I want to say 2014. So 2012, I was just using it as kind of a vehicle to explain a point. And then mm-hmm. 2014 is when I actually got a set as a gift. And then after that, I started building with my nephew. We we built that set over a Christmas holiday and had a, a great time with that. And I started seeing too how when you use it, in um, creating mocks. And Mm -hmm. so I would say 2018 is really when I I went in full force. I I was kind of on the periphery, I would say, and and very similar to what you're seeing now. Now that Lego has made adults welcome and really targeted adults where you weren't embarrassed to tell people, yeah, I'm big into Lego. I mean, now there's so many people who are saying, oh, yeah, look at this world map that I built and look at this globe that I've built and look at at these succulents that I've built. They're all targeted to the 18 plus. And I think back in 2014, 2018, it wasn't quite as um, accepted. Right. So you were almost like kind of hidden. Like, I don't want to tell people too much how much I like Lego. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> But when I went to my first convention and I saw all of these adult fans of Lego building these amazing creations, and that's kind of when I became the Brickinista. And then then I started doing that more, more heavily. That's a great story. That's uh, that's <laughs> that's really awesome. I, I, I've always wondered. I've always meant to ask. And I'm glad to find the origin much. story. Yeah, the origin <laughs> story. This is, this is kind of the staple of, of the show in terms well, of this. It this started in North excuse. Carolina, if you really want to go to the exact location. <laughs> sure. So North Carolina in Charlotte in 2012 was where I had somebody on my team, on my election campaign team. I said, go to the Lego store and pick up four of those massive boxes that just have a variety of Lego. (laughs) And then we're going to put them all out on the dinner tables and people are going to say, what are these Legos doing? You know, and I said Legos there too. So that was deliberate (laughs) for those of you who are purists. But, and I said, just put them all out on the tables. And then when I give my speech, I'll mention why the Lego pieces are on the table. And so that would be in Charlotte, North Carolina. I see. I will say that's the original origin story. Right. right. The birth, the birthplace. <laughs> the, birth, the birth of Brickanista to be. That's excellent. Was there as far as an A-fold. So you, I mean, we've, we've talked about uh, your time making mocks and, and working on them and how a lot of your content is centered around uh, mm-hmm. mock building. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what kind of, got you really focused on that? Was there some kind of specific event or was there just kind of this whole thing where you just decided to start doing mocks a little, you know, bit by bit? That's an interesting question because I think part of it is I could watch other streamers build sets, but I could build the set on my own. So I didn't feel like I had been learning as much as when I would watch a content creator like Set to Build and Brick and Nick who were building mocks because I was learning new techniques from them. 
Right. And and it's interesting because I really didn't get to know them that well until last year when we started the Brick Relay. Mm. But when I was looking at how many women are out there building mocks, and there weren't very many. Yeah. I, I think Dr. Cat might have been one of the few at the time. And um, Kim Chris a little bit, but more Dr. Cat. Right. And I said, you know, I, I could build a mock. And I just started trying first because, as you know, when you're building, you've got to, you know, hold hold the pieces for the camera. you got to watch the chat. You've got to keep, you know, engaged in the conversation. Right. And a lot of people I've spoken to, they said they don't do mocks on stream because it's a, so much harder. It, it really it's is. It's a lot yeah. harder because you can just follow the directions and start building and engaging with the chat and doing all that. But when you have to build something on your own and engage with the chat. Yeah. <laughs> so I started using it actually as a way to improve my builds because I would already have an idea of what I wanted to build. I'll, I'll give you an example is that um, I belonged to, or I still belong to this group called Tricky Lug. And we have a holiday gift exchange at the mm -hmm. end of the year. And it's like a secret Santa. So you pick a name and then you have to build something for that person, specifically mm -hmm. for that person. And so I mentioned in the chat, I go, okay, I have this person. I'm going to not reveal who their name is and I'm going to build them a gift. And I've been toying with these the the brick books the the ones that are the disney characters where it's the storybooks that open up and they have you mm. know different characters on the inside i go you know i'd like to do this similar to the the christmas um charles dickens set where they had the i don't know if you've you've made that it was a gift with purchase where they had inside a drawer and then they had an inside view and an outside view and oh, I said, yeah, yeah. I want to do this on a book. And so I that was like the concept. And then every week, because it took, you know, several weeks to build this thing. So I started, I think, in the middle of October. And as I started building every week, I said, okay, so I've got the interior done. And I'm still struggling with this, this chimney. Mm -hmm. And then several people in the chat would throw in ideas. And one of them was from Debo Bricks. And I he mentioned if you put a two by two or a two by three slope kind of sideways, then it makes it look like the chimney has almost like a little mantle. Mm. And I said, Oh my God, that's brilliant because I was building it like two dimensional and he was giving like some depth to it. And that kind of interaction to the chat benefits because they see something being created from the ground up. Right. And then when I finally said, okay, I'm going to tell you who is, who, who the lucky person is who's going to get this? And it was Rob Ketcherside. And then when I presented the gift to him, we recorded that too. And then he went back and watched my streams to see it kind of being built from the ground up. And then you can hear it from the chat, yeah. the suggestions. And it just made me a better builder. Right. So I had the concept of what I wanted to do. But as I was building it, the chat helped me be a better builder. And, and that's why I love building mocks. I, I can give you other examples too, but yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> no, that's the great. other one was a ramen shop is that that one came out of a mock improv. I was mentioning before about we had to sort socks in a dojo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this one, we had to juggle fish in a ramen house. And after <laughs> that stream was over, 
I said, you know, I could make this ramen house into a mock. I could actually make it like a modular. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my streams or several streams is that we'd say, okay, so we got the ramen house. Here's something we have to do to convert it to mills. This is what we have to do to build up the walls. This is what we have to do to add the second floor. So it was a progression of a mock. And I think people liked seeing that too, seeing the Mm. progression of how something that you're thinking in your mind. And then when it finally comes to fruition together. Yeah, no, that's, that's, you know, as you said, it's definitely a lot harder to, Uh, mock something or you know i mean in general but then when you add streaming on top of it right it certainly (laughs) but but i do think maybe the reason why i like it is i don't mind if i make mistakes because there have been some mocks i've built that were just awful (laughs) and i'll even say i am not going to present this anywhere because it really is not the best but when you get that kind of dance with the chat when they start throwing out suggestions or I'll ask the chat, what do you think? Should this be dark red as far as the chimney color, or should we go with, you know, the, the nougat color, you know, we'll, we'll go back and forth with that. And and then Mm -hmm. people will give me suggestions. I had this Mills plate that I was working on and it turned out to be pandas camping. And I had this one section that was missing. And I said, I need to put something there. And some people said, why don't you build a mountain? And then somebody said, why don't you have the, the pandas cliff diving? Yeah. And that was absolutely brilliant. I wouldn't have thought about that on my own. Mm-hmm. And then I built it. And then we had the pandas like diving off the cliff. And I even had half of the panda coming out of the water. And <laughs> it was awesome. fun to build. But it it is challenging. And, and I can see why some builders don't want to go down that path. But yeah. I, I felt that I know some builders who've done it. Like I said, I've named a few. And I said, I, I can try to do that. And yeah. not a lot of women were doing that, too. So I, I think it kind of sets me apart a little bit that way. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, you are one of the few content creators, like, even if just looking on the Twitch side of things, right? Like, uh there aren't there aren't many mock builders period and then there aren't many women mock builders so there's, there's i can definitely... name them yeah they're, they're... cranky bricks yeah. dr cat yeah <laughs> and we're all on the brick relay yeah <laughs> so there you go i Andrew. think those are the top 3 i'm trying to think um crystal star does some on occasion mm. crystal star x and of course she was on lego masters so she's got skills yeah, but there's not very many who, who, and I think part of it too is just you have to just realize you have you have the talent and it's okay if you make mistakes on camera. We all have made mistakes, and especially with Technic. I mean, there have been so many Technic builds where if you miss one step, it ruins the rest of the build, right? Yeah, yeah. So you just have to say, okay, well, I'm going to build this off stream and fix it. Of course. It. But I'm not going to take it apart and subject people to another like three hours of building. Right? <laughs> of course. Uh, Andrew yeah. Wombat in the chat asks, how do you come up with what to build on stream? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Sometimes it's I'm already part of a collab. I'll give you an example that um, I had to do a collab, a jungle collab with some people from Baylug. And each one of us had a module of a river 
and then the explorers, the three minifigs were the same. So we all got the same minifigs and then your scene, you had to do something. And I said, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the VW bus in the middle of the river, like these explorers catch up, you know, in the river with this. So I started building this because you have to build the mills plate, you got to build the river. And then when it came to the actual VW bus, I didn't realize that the VW bus is so much bigger in scale than the mm. minifigs. So I had to make adjustments. And that's when I started talking in the chat about what to do. But the original concept came from a collaboration. And then I said, okay, for this week, we're going to build a mills plate with a jungle scene. Cause that was already told I had to do that. And mm -hmm. then the VW bus came in and then we started going back and forth. Should we use the bus? Should we not use the bus? And that's where the chat was really helpful. Cause they said, you know, just cover it with a bunch of vines, make it look dilapidated, make it sound like, Oh wow. The explorers found this giant VW bus. <laughs> yeah. Is this where Mr. Gold was? And it continues with the story. And that's where I was given permission from the chat. So like me, I tend to be very detail oriented. And I would have said, I can't go this route because it's not the same scale. It's, it's not minifig scale. That VW bus is much bigger than a minifig scale. Right. So I either have one of two choices. I either change my direction or I go with a minifig style or scale VW bus and rebuild the bus. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's when the chat was going, no, no, this is great. It looks wonderful. Just add a couple of vines. And then I would ask the chat, okay, what do you think? Is this, you know, enough vines coming out of this? And it became a collaboration with the chat on how we could build that. So it really depends. So that that's that example. The one with the Rob Ketcher side example was that I had to build a gift for somebody. Mm. And then when I saw he likes Santa, he likes Azure, then it's like, okay, let's build a scene of Santa's visit. We have to put some Azure in there. So we built an Azure couch. We had Santa. I even put a play feature in there where you can drop Santa down the chimney. And I got that inspiration from, I think it was... I want to see the elf clubhouse. I think they have a scene where the the elves fall out of bed. Right? So, <laughs> so it's great. kind of like you got to have Santa fit down the chimney. So we had to widen the top of the chimney. <clears throat> we did some tests about how to put him down the chimney. Mm. And, but it all, the original concept came from a need to come up with something for a gift for somebody who likes Santa and who likes Azure. <laughs> wow. So how do you, how do you build that? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, really ideas can come from anywhere. Yeah. Now that's great. I think it's really cool that you bring your, your viewership and, and, you know, the chat into the whole process mm -hmm. where you invite them to uh, collaborate with you on it. it. It certainly makes it, you know, um, very accessible. Because, you know, uh, if, if someone, you know, joins someone building a mock and, uh, you know, not to say that, like, I don't even know any mock builders who wouldn't do this. But if, if you were to have a mock builder that just wasn't asking chat, um, I think it, I think it's such a it's such a different it's such a different experience. Definitely. Yeah, I would recommend Brick and Nick. He does it all the time. He'll oh, yeah. ask which character do you want me to build? And he'll, you know, ask the chat 
and then he'll build it. Yeah. And same thing with set to build. He's they're both amazing builders. And yeah. I'm just thankful that I, you know, <laughs> I've been, I guess, because we're all part of the brick relay that we all have our skills in mock building that we bring to the table. Yeah. And just to be in the same, I guess, um, group to be yeah. with, with them. And for those of you who don't know set to build and, and brick and Nick, they're probably the longest running streamers in Lego content yep. that are out there. This they're legit. True. They're totally legit. Yeah, we, we <laughs> reference them all the time on this show. So mm -hmm. every if 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 anyone's heard any episode of this show, we we always end up talking about Brick and Nick and yeah. set to build and about to how answer the, the OGs. That question, again, I'm right now <clears throat> I've been told, excuse me. <clears throat> I've been told I need to build a castle scene, mm. but I don't build a lot of castles. So I'm actually taking the three-in-one castle. Yeah. I won't be building it this week, but I'm going to start next week. I'm going to build the three-in-one castle just so I can understand kind of the the layout of castles. And then I'm going to look at different inspirational photos of castles. And then when it comes time to mock I will have some of the pieces from the three-in-one that I can use and some inspiration from you know, real life that I see that I like and things that I can adapt to. And right. then I'll, I'll build the mock based on that. Mm. That's excellent. What would you tell someone who is trying to get into to building mocks? What, what kind of advice or tips would you give someone who's wanting to do it, but hasn't quite yet done it. One of the easiest ways to start is to take an existing set and just re-brick it. Because then you don't have to think about what parts do I have, or I'm, I'm missing a part, do I have to order parts? And the set already has a color palette to it. Yeah. For example, we had the dolphin and the turtle as a re-brick this challenge. And that has some amazing colors in it. It has azure in it. It's got yellow. It's got some um, maroon in there. And when that color palette comes together, you can just look at whatever's in the box and just build something from it. Mm. And there's a whole site called Rebrickable that if you build something amazing, then you can just take instructions if you decide to go with uh, BrickLink and Studio. And mm. then you know, put the studio instructions in and put it onto Rebrickable too. That's probably my advice would be find a set you like, a small set. Don't don't go too crazy with like a $300 set, but just start with like a $10 set. And that the one I just mentioned, the turtle and the dolphin, Yeah, that's $10. And you build the set and you've enjoyed building it and then just take the pieces in the box and start making something out of it. It's a great way to start. That's some wonderful advice. I think that that is actually, that makes it far more accessible for a lot of people. I think a lot of people get overwhelmed when they're like, oh, I don't know what to build. You know, yeah. I think, I think the rebricking is fantastic. Yeah. Like re start with the rebrick. And then yeah. after the rebrick, then you'll start getting comfortable. And then if there's something and I recently interviewed Alyssa, Nine Brick City, okay. and we were talking about Frozen, that she started building Frozen landscapes. And the primary reason why she started is she would go to a show and she didn't see something like she had envisioned in her mind. Mm. And that's when she first started mocking. 
So if you, if there's something you like, if you like Star Wars, you like Batman, if you like Friends, if you like Ninjago, whatever genre you like, you, I, I like pirates. Um, I started with a pirate ship that was the Spice Girls as pirates. That's great. <laughs> I kind of started with mashups. Yeah. I've done a lot of ships. Um, pandas of Penzance is another one I did where I had a pirate ship full of pandas. And just whatever you're passionate about, look for something that you really want to build. I, I know a lot of people who like to build cities and they'll design their own building just based on what they have in their mind. So yeah, just pick something that you're passionate about and just start. That's awesome. Start. Don't don't think about it, right? Just do it. Yeah, or just do it. Pull that's, the trigger. That's the Nike phrase. Or if you want to go Star Wars, it's like, do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Just if you if you see something you want to try to make, just try making it. If if you're not streaming, it's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe don't stream <laughs> if it if you. <laughs> while you're doing it. Yeah. Wow, time time has flown uh, by, and I uh, saw that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I we're we're getting ready to close up, but uh, you know, I I often ask this to every guest. Um, but who would you like to go through this process as well, like as a guest on Crossing the Streams? Uh, whether it be a, a, a Twitch uh, content creator or a YouTube streamer, um, who who would you like to see on this show in the future? Gosh, I would really love for you to interview Debo Bricks. Okay, I know Debo really well. He's built some amazing cities, and he also is a master of different techniques. He and I, uh, he was on my channel when I was working with Dots bracelets and I was trying to figure out how to use these bracelets in a new way. Mm. And he gave me some advice in the chat and then I was using some of that advice and I said, you know what, if I layer this and put a lid on top, that could be a building. So it was that kind of collaboration. He He's just an amazing builder. And I, I think if, and I don't think he's gotten enough airtime. He's he's a YouTube streamer. He doesn't stream on Twitch. Okay. So that would be the YouTube person. Mm -hmm. As far as Twitch, well, um, I, I think, have you had Brick and Nick? Um, I have not had Brick build? And Nick. I Cranky have not. Bricks? I have I know not. you've had Dr. Cat. So anybody yep. on the Brick Relay, I right. think those, those are three that are excellent that you absolutely need to have Brick and Nick or Set to Build or both. I mean, I you said you've referenced them several times on your stream. So, mm -hmm. so if I were to pick right now, uh, I would say if you can get Brick and Nick, he's, he's, um, like I said, he's the one that he will ask people, what do you want me to build? And yeah. I'll build it. <laughs> yeah. It just like off, off the cuff. He's, he's a lot of fun. And like I said, both set to build and cranky bricks are also great too. So they, yeah. they are all very talented builders. Actually. Yeah. And those are mock builders. And as far as set builders, I think you've already got most of them. But um, mm. have you had Crystal Star on your show yet? I have not. Yeah, she's she's uh, done several sets and mocks, and I'm I'm trying to get her on my show <laughs> <laughs> pretty soon on my What When Why Wednesday show. Yeah, so Wednesdays and kind of going back to what you were saying. So the three times I stream on. YouTube. Um, the, the other show I didn't mention was the Sunday show. And that's when Mock Improv, 
I interview builders. I've gone on the road. And my very first Brick and East on the Move episode, I was building in the parking lot because I wanted to just jump on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> and then a psychic showed up. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing That's is that a amazing. psychic showed up. And she told me, which is really ironic, is that I now am working for a nonprofit called Xbot Robotics. And she told me a year ago I was going to be working with, you know, she said, I think, uh, K through eight students, but I'm working with K through 12. And she says, I'm going to be talking to deans of universities and some other things. And <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. That's it crazy. was like, I couldn't have predicted that or expected that. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so you, you've, you've, we've touched on it quite a bit, but where can people find you if they want to find your content? I stream more often on YouTube. So youtube.com slash Bricanista. Mm -hmm. And then on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Bricanista. And I only stream Sundays, though, Sunday at nine o'clock. And I know there's other streamers that stream at that time, but you're always welcome to, to show up there. And I do have a Discord that you can go to my Instagram account, which is instagram.com slash Brickanista. And then my link tree is there in the bio. So you can find the Discord server there. Excellent. All kinds of places you can find Brickanista. Yeah, um, Brickanista. And it's 1,000. Uh, it's actually, uh, let's see, uh, Twitter. I'm also uh, as uh, Brickanista there. Excellent. So many different places you can find Brickanista. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. It has been just awesome to get to kind of know your story and hear hear about uh, you know your thoughts on mocks and 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 like the Lego community in general. Uh, do you have any parting words for those that are watching and listening? Well, I, first of all, I wanted to thank you again for inviting me on your show, and I think my closing remarks would be two things. First of all. Lego is for everyone. And just because I do mocks doesn't mean you have to do mocks and other people who do sets and do what you think speaks to you. And only you can answer that question. But mm. the Lego community is such a warm and welcoming community that there's always an audience for you. And the second one would be, as my shirt says, may the clutch be with you. <laughs> <laughs> I always close every episode with May the Clutch Be With You. And that that came about oh, over a year ago. It kind of came up out of one of my streams. And then this shirt was actually designed by Boone Langston. He lent his uh, design skills. So I'm really grateful for that. Well, thank you uh, for that, Brickanista. And uh, May the Clutch Be With You. May the Clutch Be With You. And as you know, clutch is not only Lego clutch, but clutch is also a term for family. May the yeah. family be with you. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks so much. It's great being here. <laughs>